were all expecting an unusual amount of snow in Texas, but nobody was expecting an all-out failure of the electric power grid. From coast to coast, we're basically seeing millions of people without power right now, but the demand for electricity in Texas has hit an all-time record high. The wholesale price of electricity spiked from under $100 per megawatt hour to $9,000. Some of those flat rate electric companies probably not going to survive. ERCOT, the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, has mandated rolling blackouts across the state. If you can consider some people being without power for 30 hours straight to be rolling. But according to Encore, the utility company that delivers the power, they say that ERCOT is unable to predict when the grid conditions will stabilize. After two days of blackouts, they're still about one, about 18.5 gigawatts behind in power generations. That's like 15 times more than a flux capacitor requires. So is there a stock trade here? Today on Dumb Money, we're gonna figure it out and figure out how we're gonna trade the winter black. We are Dumb Money. Three friends who turn $30,000 into $30 million using nothing more than Twitter and a zero commission trading account. The suits that work on Wall Street, they call those people the smart money. That's not us. Our goal is to help level the playing field for everyday investors. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here, along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. This is Dumb Money Live. Welcome to the show. Uh, before we lose power or internet or cell service, a quick favor to ask, hit the like button. Help us get the uh, video noticed by the YouTube algorithm this morning. Chris, Jordan, uh, I've been lucky to have power this whole time, but the price is insane. I use a wholesale energy provider. Uh, they, they charge a flat monthly service fee and then basically sell you electricity at the current real-time price. Gritty, right, Dave? Gritty. Gritty. And so it, normally it's really good. Last, last month, I, I paid an average of 2.2 cents per kilowatt hour. Today, I'm paying $9.07 <laughs> per kilowatt hour. And it changes every five minutes. So I'll, I'll keep you posted. Uh, How but, much will yeah. you spend in electric today? Like, g give me an example per I day. I actually don't know. So Saturday, um, my bill was $300, more than that actually. Sunday, it was $426. They haven't yet calculated yesterday yet, but it kept spiking. There's like a $9 cap like that the state has, but I saw it going over $9. Uh, to give you an idea, I've got a similarly sized house. I pay 8.7 cents, and last month my bill was $85. For the so whole month. Dave's whole paying month. 400 a day. Yeah. Right now. Well, yeah, but normally I pay way, way less because I, you know, I'm paying like two to four cents per kilowatt hour where you're paying eight cents. So normally this is good for me. I have tried to switch providers. Nobody is taking new customers until next week at the earliest. Yeah. So your power is still on Jordan. Chris? Prices too, Dave. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be doing these. Uh... They're paying people to, I saw where they're actually incentivizing people who are under fixed contracts to break their contract and go with another provider because yeah. the electric, the electric providers that are under those contracts are now paying spot price, wholesale price, Dave, what you're paying basically. Yeah. They have to pay. 400 a house a day. And then they're having to give the house electricity for like 10 bucks a day, right? So they're losing yeah. per house, just, just for example, these providers are losing three to $400 a day per house that they have fixed contracts, on, just, to yep. give, just to frame it, okay? And I can't even get into, so nobody is taking new customers. I've, I actually have signed up for, uh, to have my service switched. I have the, the meter type that's supposed to be able to switch over in a day, but they're not processing orders for seven days. Yeah. I looked at my, so I use, um, energy ogre, which is basically just a shopping service and they, sh they constantly shop the rates and compare that against 
what it's going to cost to switch, like whatever your cancellation fee is, and then do the math to figure out, is it worth it? Um, they're not taking on new customers either this week. And so, you know, I can't help you out either. Um, and, and Chris, you're in a hotel. Can you tell us what's going on? Yeah, my audio, I guess, is not great. People are saying, so I'll speak extra loud and close. Uh, I have energy because, Dave, I don't know if you know this, but I think I think the CEO of Encore lives a block from me, which means a block from you. So that's probably why we still have electric on our, on our little... <laughs> how we're room. not affected by the rolling blackout. That How, how privileged does that sound? That's terrible. Uh, yeah, but I'll tell you what's not is, is Here, my... Uh, Pipe I'm, I'm going to conserve energy. You go ahead. <laughs> My pipe froze two nights ago. The entire house is frozen, meaning that we have, we've had no running water for two days and we have no toilets. Uh, so we have this hotel room here, which is, I think you lived in this hotel for a couple months once. I don't remember I love why. that hotel. Yeah. Uh, but we are we are here just to use the bathrooms and to get wi We have no Wi-Fi at our house either. So bathrooms, Wi-Fi and showering is for the hotel room. I got a great rate, a hundred bucks a night, not bad. Did you get that, um, oh, you probably didn't get the upstairs suite where they have the two rooms with the big views. We're, we're here for the bathrooms, man. I mean, we're here for a toilet. <laughs> that should so, be a t-shirt. <laughs> we're here yeah. for the toilet. Yeah, yeah, we're here for the uh, toilet. That's um, so funny. So guys, I think today's episode, this is really about how we social arb investors approach an event like this. Uh, we were think I was thinking about this late last week. I didn't spend a lot of time on trying to overanalyze trades because I went into the weekend realizing that the number one trade, and we'll talk about the other trades because a lot of these trades have positives and negatives, pros and cons to each of them, and they're complex. A lot of the energy trades are complex. We're going to talk about plumbing trades and pool trades, but the one trade that seemed so obvious to me was just our, our, our standby, Generac, man, the one we've been in eight, nine months straight. But the problem with Generac for me, I was so deep on Generac, I should have bought call options, just overlay. I'm already in like one and a half million dollars on Generac, and I didn't really feel comfortable doubling down, you know, three million bucks of Generac, but I should have. And I should have at least overlaid that with some calls because Generac was just the clear, obvious winner here. Um, there's really no negatives that I can see when it comes to Generac. They're doubling their capacity, as we know, with their new manufacturing facility. Um, they came off of just a record earnings that we were waiting for. We've been waiting for that earnings call for three months. Uh, for those of y'all who have been watching the show, we've been doing channel checks, Generac dealers. Uh, this, you know, we've been tracking all the data. It's, it's one of my top holdings in my portfolio. And it was like, last week, I was like, should I exit here? And I was like, I saw the weather pattern. I'm like, well, if I do want to exit, there's no way I'm going to exit, at least after this whole weather event, right? And so I'm glad I held in for the weather event. That in itself was a trade, just holding on to my Generac. I wish I would have doubled down, but that's the cleanest trade. Now, is it too and, late? It's hard to say. And you actually have a Generac generator. That's When you were investing in Generac, you were also buying their product. And that's kind of one of the things that made you realize a lot of people are doing this. But you were asking, with not, it's not just electric prices that are going sky high. The natural gas prices yeah. are going sky high. To yes. turn on your generator right now could cost you as much as it costs me to turn on a light bulb well, over that's here. That's what we don't know. It's not as transparent, right? I mean, we know that yeah. the spot prices are also 100x. Actually, I, I heard a quote. 200x in certain cases is what somebody paid on the spot market. Um, but we use Atmos, um, they're the utility. 
they have a variety of ways to um, acquire natural gas. Part of it's the spot market. Um, they also have access, direct access to wells, um, but they hedge that spot market also. So I don't know what that actually means for the end consumer um, at the end of the month when they get their I, bill. I, I, Jordan, I want to talk about that. As we get beyond the Generac trade, talk about the energy trade, I really want to discuss hedging and how that and how that works into some of these trades. Because part of, I think, being a good social arb trader is you have to do the work. It, it's not as obvious as you think it might be, some of these trades. Um, a lot of times, part of the trade is not trading, right? Just doing the work and realizing it's just not clear cut. For Generac, you're right, Dave. I bought a gener I bought a generator last March, April. Uh, the initial social arb trade was a conversation with uh, generator superstores here in Texas, which is one of the largest Generac dealers. They were so backed up on inventory. They had told me they hadn't seen anything like this in decades, uh, the people that had worked in the generator business. So that was when we initiated the generator trade back last, you know, last March, April. Uh, and we're still seeing that today. In fact, uh, just about an hour ago, my wife was asking, where do we buy our generator? Because we're getting messages from people in the neighborhood that know that we own one and they want to now go buy the one themselves. So on top of the extraordinary demand that Generac already had going into this month, it looks like this is yet another situation where an entire large part of the country, Texas, um, now has their own event that is going to drive potentially hundreds of thousands of consumers to purchase Generac uh, systems. And when you have that large of state that is going through something this unprecedented, we can call it a black swan type event, this could feed Generac demand for the next year. I know that's hard for people to process, but just the demand coming out of Texas now of everyone going, you know, you know how Texas think, Dave, right? Yeah. They, they want to be energy sufficient. Hey, Chris, I don't know if I 100% agree with the argument. I do to a certain extent on the surface, I 100% agree. But then I do, I have been, I've been up like not all night like you, but I have been reading a ton of tweets. I'm reading about people getting um, their pro, their um, uh, natural gas cut off, right? And so some people actually have electricity, but they're not able to heat their home because they don't have natural gas because all the natural gas is being diverted to some of these bigger generators to try to keep the electricity demand going. So that's that's true, Jordan, but that's I, I think that would be your ultra educated customer that had a very specific situation. I think most people, like the ones we're getting messages from, aren't even, they don't even understand how that works. All they know is that their electric went out they don't under you know they don't know whether they would or would not have gas. They're just like I want a second option. I think they're just. I like, mean, I, I think the best second option, and I you know I've been thinking through this with this whole event. I wish I had a battery wall, you know, of some sort. Yes. Now, Generac yes. makes one, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's still a Generac play. Um, we know obviously Tesla makes Tesla. one, and there will be other entrants um, pretty soon. I think you want to have optionality, right? Yeah. I think you want to have optionality and that works in Generac's favor. So if I were to walk away today, and by the way, guys, we're not financial advisors, do not take this advice. This is just what we're doing in our accounts. It's more about research. Uh, it's more about how we service investments, a social arm strategy, uh, going through the process. We're just here to kind of discuss ideas, have you poke through those ideas on our Discord channel. Dumbmoney.tv has access to our Discord channel. Um, and we're going to bring up a lot of ideas today. And, and a lot of this is not, this is what we're doing. This is, yeah. here's an idea. Here's the pros. Here's the cons. What do you guys think? Now, maybe run with the research and figure out where the great plays are. And hopefully the community, the Dumb Money community, will have um, that discussion. By the way, Jordan, Dave, I want to announce something. I just opened up today 
a public account, a uh, brokerage account for our Dumb Money Discord community. I'm transferring $10,000 into that account. And we are going to set up a system with our mods to allow the community to trade that account systematically and get to choose what they want to do with the profits from that account. And that $10,000 is first of what I hope will be many deposits I'll make in that account for the community over time. Uh, hopefully the community can make thousands, tens of thousands of dollars and who knows, throw themselves a party, donate to charity, distribute it, figure out whatever they want to do. We'll come up with a voting system, but that's kind of exciting. Hey, if we want to bring it back to the community and talk about a community idea here, um, there is a recent high conviction report um, right down this alley with the harsh winter propane shortages. I think uh, John W., is he the one that uh, made the high conviction report about SPH? Yes, and this is a trade that we were in really heavy a few months ago that I exited. Um, it was a propane trade based on increased demand of patio heaters and it got widely publicized. We were the first community to really surface this trade. Uh, got picked up by a lot of, you know, a lot of news outlets. Uh, I'm pretty proud that we, we were the first to discuss it. I have since exited that trade. It was a great trade for me. I made a few bucks on it. I had some options in it. I think the options might have doubled. Uh, but I haven't thought about suburban propane in, a, in about a month and a half. And the reason why, Jordan, is it's actually been a pretty warm winter up until this, up until now. Yeah, well, up until this it, point, kind of. But we do know that, well, uh, and so in the research report, I think what he was pointing out is there are a ton of people going out and they want to spend time outdoors. They're buying these outdoor propane heaters. And, you know, you're sitting there, you know, it's really like basically he doesn't think that, you know, uh, they're able to keep up with the supply of suburb, like of residential type propane um, well, exchanges. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the question, Jordan, is we know that a big chunk of suburban propane's revenue is larger orders, commercial orders of propane right. that will go up when it's cold and go down significantly when it's slightly warmer. So like that's something as a, as a suburban, suburban propane investor, that's something that we really need to think about. So I that was the big con for, for SPH the last two months and the reason why I haven't been trading it. Um, now that we're getting this wicked cold weather here, I now heard a report that said that this could be the coldest February in the last hundred years, depending on what happens over the, the tail end of February. Now, if we get a warm up, I think it's still going to be amongst the top, the bottom, or I guess 20% or 25% of coldest Februarys in history. So this could be a bit of a game changer for the propane industry, but there's another side to the story. I think you know what it is, Jordan, right? Like the, the negatives for propane, supply issues, or right? Like supply issues, distribution issues, them not being able to actually get propane um, to their customers, having issues with just getting propane in their tanks uh, on the supply chain, and also a dramatic increase in spot pricing, you have to ask yourself, and this is a big question here, suburban propane does hedge. They do hedge, okay, um, their, their propane costs from their suppliers. How much of that is hedge? And how much of it is relying on the spot market? Because a suburban propane is having to buy propane at the spot price right now, they're getting slaughtered, right? Just like natural gas. So that hedge that suburban propane had in effect going into this winter, I remember reading about it in their in their quarterly report. Um, I can't remember exactly how much is hedged, but I think it's a pretty good amount of their propane. That could be the reason to invest in SPH. And I'm gonna say it right now, I did buy SPH pre-market today 
not as much for like the fundamentals of the trade, but more for the fact that I thought that this would be a big social, like an investor sentiment trade, right? I thought that a lot of investors would realize that it would be a big trade and would probably go into it over the next couple of days. So I'm, I'm still mixed, guys. I'm still mixed because I'm concerned <clears throat> about their supply. I'm so concerned about supply issues for suburban propane. But if I have to roll the dice on it because of the cold weather, I'm going to roll the dice on the long side. I picked up some. It's not high conviction. It's not medium. It's low conviction because of the supply issues that they might be having. But I did buy some SPH today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, uh, I think it's a good call. I might buy some um, just for the momentum of it. Yeah. But there is, a, there is another kind of semi-related trade as well. Um, and it's, if you go to the midstream providers of propane and natural gas, and this is where it gets really, really tricky, okay? So there's companies like Entero Resources Corporation, AR is their symbol. So they actually own a couple of the big gas shale mining operations, and they're basically a midstream natural gas provider. So in theory, you're thinking, okay, gas prices are shooting up, right? Uh, so they should benefit from that. And so immediately I was like, wow, this could be a great trade. But again, this is where it comes to the research. You dig under the surface even a little bit and you start reading some of their reports. And the first thing that you see is that they have hedged most of their sales to companies like Suburban Propane, okay, until 2022. So I think 90% of their sales of their product are hedged at a set price for the next two years. So you know what that means? That means that they will not get any benefit from an increase in natural gas prices or propane prices as a byproduct of their natural gas. Yeah, operation. they just have an agreed upon price and uh, it is what it is. Exactly. So guys, this is why I wanted to do today's episode because I saw so much chatter on, on you know, stock twits and just discord and different communities talking about, oh, get into this or get into that. And I'm like, guys, you have to understand there are certain players that might benefit in the energy space and certain players that might not because they're hedged. And there's also supply issues. And it's listen, I've been working on this for the last day and I can't fully figure out really what the cleanest trades are outside of a Generac. And so we're going to talk about some other industry sectors, but I think if you start moving into the energy sector, it gets really dicey here, don't you think? Like you really have to know what you're doing. It's not, it's just not that simple. Yeah, and even for people who are professional energy traders and that's all they do all day, every day, they've never seen anything like this, right? It's, it, this is just unprecedented. We haven't seen these kind of crazy prices. Yeah, it, it, it's it's an anomaly. Um, it, it's an anomaly. I, I can't quite figure it out other than obviously Generac, maybe Suburban Propane, but let's talk about some others. Jordan, you have a pool. Tell us about your pool right now. Uh, yeah, my pool is fine. So like, um, I've, got, uh, I've got a variable speed pump, so we're using very small energy. I'm using about two light bulbs worth of energy um, just to circulate some of that water. Um, but if you do not have electricity right now, your pool is screwed. I have a, I have an ice island that's just like rotating around the pool um, right now. Um, but if you, like I said, if you're not rotating, if you're not turning that water over, um, and you did not anticipate the power outage, which most people did not, they didn't drain all their equipment. Um, yeah, you there's had, not much you can do in a power outage. Well, I, what, I, what you had to do is the second you had the power outage, you had to realize, okay, 
we're making a decision. We're either gonna we're either gonna say the electricity is gonna come back on, or we're just gonna bank on that it's not, and you have to drain all your equipment, right? You have to do it right then, right before everything freezes up. And I'm I'm gonna say that I think most North Texans, most te most Texans in general, did not do that. And so we're gonna have some really big bills um, buying new pool pumps, buying new you know filters, replacing pipes. I mean the whole bit. There's I. I've seen people with like two inch thick ice buildup um, on the top of their pool. And then think about all the exposed pipe and equipment that's on the side of their house. It's, yeah. it's gonna be- I, I, I put blankets on top of my entire pool uh, area yeah. just because my pool company sent an email saying, hey, you should probably make sure your pumps are always on. Even if, yeah. if they didn't get triggered by the freeze, you turn them on and then put blankets over to try to trap some of the heat that the motors from the pumps are actually doing to keep those above ground pipes. Uh, from freezing so i have uh, water still circulating i i don't have an ice island in my pool yet but uh if if power got cut i don't have a backup plan and i don't know how to drain my pool I'll I'll send you i would a YouTube be video, i'd be yeah. texting you immediately yeah, I'll saying, send, i've got a youtube video that'll show you exactly how there's like you probably have three plugs you need to undo you know what i'm texting right now i'm building a pool as you guys know i'm texting my pool builder because we just dug I'm like, can we buy my pool equipment like today? Because I'm now nervous <laughs> right. that I'm dead serious, guys. I'm super nervous yeah. that this stuff is going to sell out and I'm going to not have a pool this spring and that's going to really piss me off. So hold on, can we purchase my pool equipment today as I'm concerned it will all sell out with the pools <laughs> freezing I, I, everywhere, right? Yeah. I put pool corporations uh, stock up on the screen a minute ago. Um, and there's a new one, Dave. Uh, Leslie's Pool Supply that everyone yep. knows Leslie's, they went public, man. They just went public. So that's that's an interesting yeah. one. So I, yeah, back at the end of October, it looks like. So now the question is, and here's where you have to, you, you really have to do the work, guys. Play devil's advocate. Is there another side to this story? Okay. And, and the question is, do these companies like Leslie's, I don't think Leslie's does, but pool, I think actually, I believe owns a lot of these pool equipment companies. Yeah. Will they benefit? I think, but are there warranty issues or service plans that you can buy where that they own those two that they would get stuck with the bill? Maybe I would need to read the language because I can't imagine. I mean, uh, these things have operating temperatures. They're engineers to design all these things. So you know that they've um, written all that into the language of the warranty, I would imagine, right? And so basically, if you have a hard freeze event like this, it's up to the pool owner to know about what to do and to you know properly drain their equipment um, in time. Chris, for you've, you've been in a, the home warranty business. You know that every single time that they can write something into the home warranty that excludes coverage, you're frozen pipes right now. I don't know if you have a home warranty or not, but I bet you it's not covered. Okay. I would imagine not. I would imagine not, but Dave, I wanted to say it because I think it's an important part of the due diligence, pro diligence process that if you're going to trade these names, you have to dig in a little deeper. Same thing with the hedging on the gas companies and the propane companies that works to the benefit of a suburban propane, but works against the gas providers. Like you just have to do that digging and make sure, because I, I don't know for sure. Um, I think this is a big benefit for the pool. And by the way, they've had a year unlike any other year, right? Because of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so that now is like a natural point to say, well, what were they, how are they going to benefit now coming out of the pandemic? Man, but if you have to replace really all this equipment, you know, uh, th 
If, if there was a, look, people try to hold off as long as they can with pool equipment. They try to let it run as long as possible. And this could be the weather event that pushed a lot of people over the edge. That they're like, you know, now it's leaking like crazy or whatever, burned out my pump. And now they've got to go and uh, basically redo all of their pool equipment. This It could happen. Okay, so I got a text back from my, and by the way, guys, I, I saw some comments, rich people problems. It, okay, listen, I'm building a pool. I've been waiting for this my whole <laughs> life. Okay, so here's the thing. Yes, I'm not whining or complaining. I'm just telling you, this is what I'm doing right now, okay? Like I'm trying to get my, everyone that has a pool is in a good place for the most part, right? Yeah, I'm in a good place. I get to have a pool. I, I agree. I'm not complaining, but he texted me back. He said, all distributors are closed. Uh, we, uh, our commercial power is zero. As soon as things open, we can get it set aside in our warehouse. So it looks like I'll hopefully get my, but listen, this is an interesting story to follow because this could be a big deal for pool, P-O-O-L. Yeah. So let me, let me explain why this is even a, a bigger deal, especially in Texas. I've, I've seen a few comments in the North. So basically anywhere North of like Texas, you know, you, as a pool owner, I know in Arkansas, they um, they they winterize their pools, right? Yeah. That's just, they know they're going to have a hard they're prepared yeah. for it. So what they do is like every, like Labor Day, you winterize your pool. So you drain all the equipment, you pull the plugs, you do the whole bit. And so they're they're ready for it. In Texas, that's not the way it works. In Texas- It's going to be 75 degrees in about two weeks. That you just leave it running. And then all the pool equipment has freeze guards to where whenever the temperature drops below like 36 degrees or 40 degrees or whatever it is, the pool equipment kicks on. No big deal. It runs, it circulates, and you don't have a problem. The problem is that we're in a crazy hard freeze. People don't know how to winterize their pools. They didn't know they needed to winterize their pools. And so then you get then you get this issue because of, you know, basically just how people have been trained to operate their pools over the past 20, 30, 40 years. Guys, the pool, the pool um, situation, you know, is bad. Let me just say this. I heard there's 11 million people without power, at least partial, whether it's coming out in Texas, okay? It's 11 million people. There are a ton of pools in Texas and virtually none of them are winterized. I'll give All you an idea, Chris. So I read a stat. So Encore has service to just shy of about 4 million people. And of those 4 million people they provide service for, over a million were out of power. That's so one in four, basically. And guys, no one winterizes, as you said, Jordan, and everyone in the neighborhood, they were all talking about their pools. What do we do? Our pool is frozen. Our equipment is frozen. Everyone's freaking out because they're like, I'm going to have to replace all of my pool equipment. We could be talking about hundreds of thousands of people replacing their pool equipment. I'm going to buy some pool right now. I'm just doing it, guys. <laughs> I have I, I talked myself into it. I need to do more homework, I know, but just in case it feels... What happened to the stock market? My account was up huge an hour ago, and now I'm negative. Are you? Yes, I'm negative. Um, I'm well, negative. let's see. So Tesla's down a couple percent. CCIV's down four and a half percent. Wow. Apple and Amazon are both down. I'm going to get margin called here any minute, so maybe I'll hold off on that purchase. <laughs> because I have some big private- a daily occurrence for you. I need to pull money out this week anyway. So, whew. But pool's a good one. Pool's an interesting trade. Uh, I'm, I'm looking right now to try to figure out which uh, what pool equipment I have, and it's a company called Pintair, and they are also a public company. I don't oh, know. Oh, they are. They do more than just pools. They do irrigation. They do a bunch of things, but they um, they They're like they make the, all of the equipment in my backyard. Yeah, dude, Dave, Pintair's like I think we're one of the largest uh, pool motor companies. They are up a bit today. I am going to buy. I'll I'll buy some of them right now without even without even thinking about it, even with my account being slaughtered. 
Um, I'm picking the, some uh, up right now. Provision water solutions for residential, commercial, industrial infrastructure, and agriculture applications. Solutions uh, enable people, businesses, no, and air is great, clean, Dave. safe water, reuse water consumption, blah, blah, blah. All right. I got my order in. I picked up a couple thousand shares. Maybe I will pick up a few more. I'm going to pick up a couple thousand more here if I can get if I can get filled on them. Trading real time only on uh, Dumb Money Live. Now Dumb Money. Now 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 they screwed me. So I'm I'm done. I'm not I'm not going to push it. I picked up three thousand. I'm not going to push the, the other one thousand because they raised the uh, ask on me by a few cents. But I refuse. Okay, so we have the pool companies. Pentair is a good one, Dave. Uh, I think Leslie's is an interesting trade. Pool's an interesting trade. Um, how about plumbing companies? Like, dude, my pipes are frozen. I have no idea once they thaw if they're going to explode or what the pressure's done. I have no idea if I have leaks yet because my water's off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so there we... are publicly traded um, plumbing companies. I think the easiest one to think of, right? The one that just comes to mind are the Lowe's and Home Depots, right? Because those are the places you can just go and get stuff very quickly. Um, and people that like to do it themselves, do it if you're yourself. Just your own sprinkler system, you're going to Lowe's, you're going to Home Depot. And in an emergency situation, you may be buying buckets or you may be buying, you know, tarps. You may, you know, there's so much stuff that people are buying in the winter that they need that they may not have needed and it's an emergency situation and they're just loading up at home depot I, Lowe's. I was at home depot yesterday and it was the only place that had any cars in the entire city in yeah. fact greenville avenue was shut down blacked out i could not get mcdonald's last night i could not get anything delivered there was not a single place open in the entire city last night to get food period it was insane um but you know home depot parking lot was half full yesterday when i went there and it was exactly that i went there looking for a heater to try to if i could find the pipe to try to heat up the pipe yeah. you know that was exposed i think it was they were doing digging in my pool that might have exposed a water line i would imagine they're selling every single generator space heater you know plumbing yeah, that you can find all space heaters by the way that's an interesting one uh we didn't really think about that, George. By the way, there are a bunch of plumbing companies. There are a bunch of them. You really have to do your homework because a lot of these companies are diversified. But I think if you could find a company that has a lot of, of this distribution in Texas, um, that could be interesting. It could be a nice bump, it's just a nice bump uh, to their earnings this quarter because there will be a lot of plumbing, a lot of plumbing supplies as a result of this, commercial and residential. Yep. Um, what did I just say a second ago? Where was I? Oh, space, space heaters. They were so space well. heaters. But that would be. Yeah, but it's going to be a small division of like S a Honeywell. Yeah, we've traded them before. Honey, uh, let's see, Honeywell makes some uh, SPB. Is it? Is that the company, Dave, that we used to trade that had space Spectrum heaters? Brands? Spectrum, Spectrum Brands. Spectrum Brands. Or was let's, it? I'll pull up their website. I might be confusing Spectrum with another diversified. Um, That's the thing. I, I don't know that there's a pure play space heater company, right? It's not, Other it's than... not pure play. It's not pure play. Someone in here might remember what it, what it was in our notes. Guys, listen, I'm sorry we're all over the place, but they're just a, these are all kind of diversified companies. They're not pure plays. It's just part of the process of figuring out, are we missing something? Oh, Helen of Troy, H-E-L-E, -E, uh, Sunbeam. They might own Sunbeam or someone else might own Sunbeam. One to look at. No, Dyson's not public, guys. 
But Black and Decker are, is does Black and Decker make one? Um, yeah. So Spectrum Brands is Black and Decker, Remington, uh, George Foreman's not going to make a. Someone space also called out Ferguson, which is like the top plumbing company. They I did find a ticker for them, but it was weird because they were over the counter. Maybe they're over the counter because it wasn't an ADR. They're a twenty billion dollar company that trades on the on the over the counter exchange. Um, it's because of, they're a uh, UK based company. Oh, they're UK. Yeah, okay, they're FERG on the UK exchange the, and FERGY here. The problem with getting a company that is global and that diversified, guys, is listen. Texas is a big state. But they're a global plumbing company, right? Like, yeah. like, can it really move the needle for them? A single event in a single state for a global company? I, I, I'm not so sure. I'm not sure about that. Uh, uh, it's mentioning for a different reason, but they're mentioning Costco sells Generac, which I'm, I think they do uh, in those little front booths. But they also probably sell some space heaters and some other things people might be stocking up on, uh, you know, meats and foods for their. Oh, you know, Newell Brands. Know. Newell Brands was it. That was it, guys. Newell Brands. Yeah. Um, so Costco kind of doesn't really sell Generac, though. I mean, that's a, such a minuscule piece. And by the way, I don't think they're at, they're probably getting a small kickback every time someone orders one. They sell them. all sorts of stuff up there. They sell tigers. Yeah. They sell, you know, it's crazy. That's kind of like a rent a space type yeah. of area of Costco. So I listen, if I were trading Generac, I trade Generac, um, yeah. not Costco on Generac. So there are some smaller trades to look at. But for me, to wrap it up, Generac. Generac was my trade going into the weekend. I decided not to exit because of this weather event. I'm glad I stuck with Generac. That's my trade here. Uh, suburban propane is an interesting concept here, but I don't think we really understand the degree that they're having supply chain issues. There's some risk in that trade. It's interesting enough that I traded it. So I did go long SBH, but it's low conviction E. Uh, Generac is still mid to high conviction. I was gonna, I was thinking about exiting, but after this event, I might stick with it a while longer. There are the pool trade. I think is a nice low conviction trade, maybe medium. Yeah, pool. You have Leslie's right. You have uh, Dave. That Pen Air was a great one. They make. Yeah. That's, I think the most obvious pool equipment manufacturer that they. Yeah, should that's kill a it. that's a pure play. They should kill it. Um, that might even be medium conviction, quite honestly. But they're uh, very diversified. It's yeah. not just pool equipment, but well, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff they do is water-based, and it freezes, right? So even yeah. if it's irrigation or commercial or wh whatever that is. But do they have service plans? That's a big question. If they offer service plans, and if those service plans are against things like ice, that's a problem for me, and I would need to understand that better before going in really deep on a trade like Penair or or pool. Like, cause I, those guys have, they might have insurance providers too, right? Like Leslie's pool supply might sell insurance that could get them into trouble unless they have reinsurance on it. Same thing with P-O-O-L. Um, yes, we know that Leslie's does, um, they, I don't know, I think they just contract with local suppliers to actually install some of the bigger equipment that they sell. Um, and so, yeah, who knows what their agreements look like. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, the plumbing, uh, plumbing sector. Uh, just so you know, I, I just was Googling for Pintair's uh, warranty and extended warranty and service plans. I did not find any service plans and their warranty specifically excludes damage caused by water freezing inside the product. Right. There you go. As you knew it would. Yep. <laughs> so they're good. They're selling all new equipment to everyone whose power was off for 30 hours. Um. What else? Oh, the enter the straight up trading the gas market, like trading the, the mid market gas company. 
Uh, again, I think a lot of them might have like AG, a might of them, or it was AR. A lot of them might be fully hedged on the sell side, so they might not get to take advantage of this sudden increase in pricing. Um, companies like Suburban Propane might get the benefit of that if they're hedged, right? Right. So, you know, not as obvious though. I also like, I also like, you know, just back to my XLE, um, they're up today. I think just energy in general is up today. Um, look, we know that uh, basically West Texas cut like a, what, like a million barrels a day or something like that during this whole thing. So that's a supply shock that's going to send oil prices higher too. Uh, Jordan, I bought more XLE. I did. Yeah. I did buy more XLE. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of tailwinds right there. So that's it, guys. I would say carry this conversation forward in the Dumb Money Discord. Uh, hope hope we help brainstorm some ideas, but carry it forward. I, and by the way, also don't get too stuck on this trade because this trade, you know, this weather event will be over pretty quick. And so people will start unwinding some of these trades pretty quickly. This weather event is over for the most part, what, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's warming up. Uh, right? Yes, yeah, so Saturday we should warm back up is what it's yeah. looking like. You know, oh, here, here's a dark horse trade. Here's a dark so, horse trade. And so for, for the longer term ones that, that it's, you know, you're replacing all of your pool equipment, that's going to affect earnings next time. But yes. if you're purely trading the momentum and the news and people's excitement yeah. about freezing, helping yeah. stocks. That'd be over quick. That's over quick, exactly. So here's my dark horse trade, ready for this? I think an event like this for an entire state like Texas and Oklahoma has an emotional impact on our psyche that will increase the likelihood or increase the rebound trade in terms of when we're out of this, guys, people are gonna wanna go on vacation, especially to Mexico, to the beach, more than ever before, right? Like I think going through a whole week of snow and zero degree temperatures, zero to 10 degrees in the state of Texas is going to have a psychological impact. And as soon as we get out of this, I think people are gonna be saying, let's just do it. We gotta get to the beach, right? It's springtime, I'm back. Let, let me see if I can predict, right? read your mind. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Spear air. Let's go to Florida. Let's go to Mexico. I have that Mexican resort company. Uh, it's called Playa, right? Like uh, Southwest Airlines flies to Mexico. Spirit flies to Mexico. All leisure, mostly leisure, right? Uh, listen, I'm all back in on the recovery trade. I think this is yet another unexpected tailwind for the recovery trade. And you know what else it does, guys? People we're not congregating this week in the office or at schools, it's probably gonna help with the COVID numbers going oh, down. Absolutely, absolutely. We, we basically had nationwide, it wasn't just in the South. Yeah. We had the whole country under ice right now yeah. and that's gonna keep people apart. Have you seen the graphs? I mean, even before this event, it was pretty much a straight line down. We're, yeah. Things are recovering, right? I think maybe a mixture of I don't know, just exhaustion or something, but also getting these vaccines out. Um, you know, we are- Yeah, and, and guys, we also have uh, STEMI about to hit, right? I yeah. think I, I was watching- <laughs> The old STEMI. STEMI's about to hit, right? It's about, I was watching, uh, I think Kevin's doing the STEMI episodes again. I mean, like it's about to hit, so you can have money in your pocket. You just got done with this horrific ice snowstorm. You didn't have heat in your house. You were, you know how many houses are like 40, 50 degrees right now I'm hearing about down here? like. Uh, yeah, and dude, what better than a beach vacation after you come out of that cycle, right? 
So I think the recovery trade, especially on some of these warm weather recovery trades, Spirit Air, Love, Playa, uh, how, are people going to want to take a cruise after this? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> all the recovery trades, guys. That's, I'm in them all. All right. Well, let, I, I have to, uh, I have to go because I have to probably do another bathroom run back to my house and pick up my kids and take them back to the hotel. So... <laughs> do you, so you're not living in the hotel, you're just using it for a toilet. We're using it for toilet and shower and Wi-Fi. Like, we have no Wi-Fi either. Oh, yeah. So, but it's good, actually, to have that booked so that if we are affected by the widespread blackouts, you have now a place to go stay. So why would we just Even if you don't lobby. want to fire up your generator. I would just use the lobby and not rent of the room. Use that lobby bathroom. That's what I do on road trips. Hotels. <laughs> We're in a pandemic, though. You don't want to hang out in the lobby. You're having a shower and like the whole thing. It's easier. Just it's a hundred bucks a night. It was reasonable. Yeah. Um, that's because they're sharing that room with eight other people who you don't know that are also using the bathroom there. I don't know. How did your pipes freeze, Chris? Did you not? Did you not cover your outside pipe? Like what? Totally. You heard? 100%. He was running air conditioning. He was running air conditioning at the same time as he was running heat. Heat downstairs, that's air conditioning upstairs. <laughs> um. I, Dave, uh, Jordan, I did everything, man. I did, <laughs> did all the precautions, everything. Yeah, ran the. Must be that uh, it's it, you know what it is. It's those pier and beam houses. So you got all the pipes that are exposed underneath. Although I did get, uh, I had foam insulation under my house and my pipes. Oh, well, that's a good point. Shocked that it happened, but yeah, I mean, it happened. All right, I gotta go, guys. Let, let's all right, see. we'll be. That's back. gonna do it. We are dumb money, and we do these shows randomly. You never know when we're gonna be on, so you have to subscribe. You have to turn on the notification. And you have to hit the thumbs up before you leave. If you haven't hit the thumbs up, you're, you're really waiting till the very end. Just do it now. And uh, I don't know when we're going to do our next show, so we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, if, we, if we stay with electricity, it might even be tomorrow. We're Dumb Money. We will see you soon. Mm.